Sex is the most powerful instinct, I think, in the universe. This is the Hyperallergic Podcast, and I'm Harag Vartanian. For more than 30 years, Marilyn Minter has been considered one of contemporary art's bad girls for her provocative paintings of the female body. Zaveria Simmons came a generation later and has presented work that also questions the way we view gender and sexuality, particularly in museums. So we decided to invite them both together to have a conversation at Marilyn Minter's studio in Midtown Manhattan. Hello, Marilyn and Zaveria. Thank you so much for joining us. I wanted to start by asking you, Marilyn, about your retrospective currently at the Brooklyn Museum, and it's called Pretty Slash Dirty. Now, some would argue these are contradictory things. Have you tried to prove the opposite in your work? Well, my work is all about contradictions and paradox, and it was a nice question to set me up. <laughs> yeah, I, I just never saw anything black and white, and I don't simplify anything, and I want, I think art that's that, I, that speaks to me has multiple meanings. I'm not interested in illustrations. And so a constant paradox is what I'm trying to make a picture of. Or I, sometimes I say I make pictures of things that don't exist, but everybody knows they're there. They just don't exist yet. Zyveria, you talked about you're often frustrated at the lack of sensuality or oh. sexuality in major museum and art galleries. Mm. Why do you think that is? In the 80s and 90s, I felt like there were a lot more, I guess because of quote-unquote identity politics, there was a lot more sensuality and sexuality. But I think towards the you know early 2000s, things got a little conservative and actually kind of big showy and not so personal in a way. I'm not, that's not across the board, but I think overarching themes of sexuality and sensuality kind of got quieted down and that probably you, has to do with the corporate sponsors or maybe a conservative art fairs, maybe? Art fairs a I conservative. I don't know. Do you think that, I mean, I, Marilyn, maybe I'll ask you because yeah. I, I think you've shown in a lot of art fairs before that and after that. So yeah. did you see any Change? I think the internet blasted sexuality wide open. Okay. And before that, it was, you know, uh, I've got a major opinions about this. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Uh, it's just so loaded. Sexuality is so loaded. And whenever anyone tries to define it, it'll just bite you in the butt. You know, it's just somebody's uh, fetish will be your disgust. Right. I see, you know, an entire civilizations based on policing women's bodies you know I see it in our country with Republicans and we see it all over Eastern world yeah it's all about policing women's and and the Western world with Catholicism and, and the, the most scary thing is for women to own sexual imagery or sexual agency I think it flips people out and if you're a young girl it it really is the most devastating, and you'll be attacked by both men and women. And if you're an old lady, you can get away with it, like Judy Bernstein or me or, or Betty Hopkins or Carol Lee Schneeman. But I would love for some sociologist to explain that to me. And I think that it, that it would really behoove the entire culture if we examined our responses to, to human sexuality in a much more deep way rather than to just gloss over it. I mean, there would be no internet without the porn industry. Right. You know, and uh, this is an engine of the culture. And uh, I think uh, as an artist, that's my job is to shine a light on what I see. But uh, widely thought of as using any kind of sexual imagery is just uh, verboten. 
right. and uh, I think that's like so self-defeating. We struggle to find the language to talk to our children about it. We still don't have like a basic vocabulary to talk about sexuality, and we definitely are not comfortable as a culture to show sexuality in public or in even in museum form. I mean, it's what we do every day. So, Marilyn, you were criticized in the 90s by a lot of people for using pornography. I was criticized because I tapped into a culture of fear. You know, nobody, there was a prescribed way of being a feminist in those days. And I was, you know, past that, basically. Uh, And I thought, oh, everyone was a pro-sex feminist. I thought everyone thought like I did. And um, I knew that, that people like Candida Royale were making movies for, for couples. And I had real support from the lesbian and gay communities because I was a heterosexual making these sexual imagery. I was uh, reclaiming imagery from a, an abused history mm-hmm. and, uh, and, try, and seeing if, if it changes the meaning. I was asking questions without giving anybody answers. And, you know, I don't have any answers. I still don't. I just see that... Religions are based on policing women's bodies, whole religions. And that makes me crazy. I'm just asking these questions, and I think that that's um, the only way we are going to develop a language. I think we are in an intersectional feminism, but I like to call it inclusionary feminism. Mm -hmm. I think we're in the the beginning of a new civil rights movement. I think this is all healthy, and at the very same time, there are people losing their fucking minds because uh, the culture changed. And they want to tap it back down and stick it back into bottles, and, 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 uh, and we're seeing this divide, but I really feel like you know, we are the future. I'm an old lady, but I see the millennial map, you know, mm-hmm. and I know uh, that this is the last gasp of a bunch of old white men on the wrong side of history. The last gasp. I just want these fuckers to die off already. <laughs> I wanted to ask both of you about the role of femininity in your work, because I think femininity right now has become a big topic people are talking about. And I'm kind of curious because you both come from different generations as well and different attitudes towards that. And I think in, in your work, Xaveria, uh, sometimes it comes out in terms of the material or like the female body being central and in your work Marilyn sometimes it's with these details that sort of suggest you know a type of femininity you're not fully able to decode maybe um I will it's a dealing with that paradox again I feel like I'm just taking a picture of the world I live in and I'm bombarded with imagery all the time and you know it's so easy to you know like pornography it's considered a topic that's very shallow and it's uh, considered debased and contemptible and so is fashion and glamour and beauty Mm -hmm. and at the same time it's one of the biggest engines of the culture it's one of the one areas where women have any power as designers or as editors Mm -hmm. and at the same time it creates eating disorders and body dysmorphia and at the same time it's a billion dollar industry and it gives people an incredible amount of pleasure and I feel like there's like layers and layers of how we see each other in the world and you create this illusion you put yourself together so you know what tribe you're from and that means even if you don't care at all about how you look that's a tribe too you know who those people are too and this is such a powerful engine of the culture just like pornography and we're not paying any attention we just think it's contemptible I think you would be surprised at this 2016 going on 2017 how little there are tons of female writers artists whatever politicians but 
a female voice is really not it's really unique i mean when someone cults to cultivates that part of themselves to where you can fully express it to where they can fully express it um it goes back to be getting maturing actually i mean you start to understand in yourself what your female voice sounds like but that voice is not very familiar to most people probably around you. So I feel like my feminine voice is only getting stronger and what that looks like now through my different works is I'm taking a lot more risks for myself, like in what type of works I make, what things I'm interested in looking at, like my show that's opening up at the kitchen called Coded is looking at um, photographs of gay males and, and queer males and then using that as a starting point to put put movement on female bodies. It's layered. But, you know, this last year and a half, two years, we've been going through this presidential election where a woman was, the, you know, the center of the election, but there was so much misogyny. There was so much negativity towards women produced. The return of the repressed. Is that is that how you see it, Marilyn? I do, yeah. I think uh, culture changes. Fascism rears its ugly head. It's happening all over the globe right now. Right. And, uh, you know, my motto is to basically keep fighting and... Uh, I feel like, yeah, so he's the president, but we're going to still tear down everything he tries to do, and we're never going to give up and expect us. I think Hillary Clinton, for instance, if you want to use her as an example, I don't, I think she's been kind of system, because she's a political figure and she's been that way for, what, 30 years she's been politically engaged. She's slowly, a lot of her original female voice has actually been repressed. She herself, I don't think, was able to fully express herself as a woman, as a female voice, to me. I wanted to just say this about misogyny coming to the fore like this. We're finally getting that layer peeled off or the scab. Here we are in 2016 and now we're realizing, oh shit, we didn't cover the basics. The basics have been lost, and now we're in a situation where we're having to really start in a lot of ways from not ground zero, but ground, some, I don't know, ground maybe two, three, and like try to raise us back up to 10 in some new way that we have to have a kind of a different vision. I'm still so angry, though. I feel like, you know, I know, I, I know that communication is the goal, you know, but to, to the, uh, the Trump supporters, but I'm so angry. I don't know how to get there. I really don't. This makes the culture war that I remember, the culture wars of the 90s look like, I mean, at least I understood somehow the, the, the arguments. This feels just racist, sexist, homophobic, anti, you know, anti-Arab. There's nothing that makes sense to me for, no. for voting for Trump. And what's crazy is that it's been building up with the, you know, sh the police shootings happening so frequent. I mean, it's, it was literally like every other day, every day. another black every man day, was bro. being killed. And then all of a sudden, I'm realizing now, like, for sure, for sure, this is the way people are actually feeling and thinking. They are willing to kill. Blow up the whole system. We in New York also have to remember... This little enclave we have here is like a little village compared to the rest of the state. And then you think of the rest of the state and you keep going further west and you've got a whole and you go further north or you go further south. This little village is very particular. And once you move out of it, there's a lot of people who have never been here and don't understand 
what I look like and what I mean and, and, and what Marilyn is doing and what she means. And it's really, it's, uh, yes, I'm traumatized. Now, how do you think this has impacted either of your works at all? Well, I've always been an activist. Okay. You know, and um, it's just like, I don't know, my nature. Uh, and so it's just, okay, we, I've lived through, I feel like this is, the com- this is like a combination, the perfect storm. And something good's going to come out of this because there's such a perfect target. Mm-hmm. And everybody's going to come together who thinks like-minded people. And we are the majority, two million more people. And I feel like, you know, we will live through this. But I feel like it's your generation. You own it now. And I'm just going to, you know, do everything I can to participate. And I have lots of different networks that I'm going to say, okay, let's put everybody together here. You know, for all these different demonstrations, but I think we just have to protest everything. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree don't with Marilyn. No, don't normalize it. And I also feel like I've also my work. This is where we definitely are so similar. Like I love, I, I believe in beauty. I, I love seeing, you know. But I also have always been politically engaged. You know, we this is we're the same in that way. It's how the work may look is one thing, but I've always had politics in my work. We cannot let four years go and then four years later we're just like. I think that we can make some uh, real inroads into leg- state legislatures. And, and the midterm elections. Midterm elections. I, I, you know, turn it as blue as you can. Right. I want us to be the Tea Party on steroids. Yeah. Well, talking about normalization, because some people are sort of raising the issue of that that normalization might be coming from collectors and funders, and do you know? Well, they don't. They don't talk about it. If they. If they voted for Trump, they'd keep their mouth shut. Well, I, I saw that like there was a fellow critic today who said that they ran into collectors and they actually said I never they voted one. for Trump. <laughs> and I actually did meet people who did. I have never you know, met so one. So it's like, so I, okay, so I'm kind of curious yeah. because some people are worried that that quote-unquote normalization is going to come from that. Maybe they just don't buy me. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> they I mean, don't buy us, but yeah. You always, but you've at the same time, you've always had, I mean, those folks... If they weren't buying, they weren't thinking about your work. I guess one of the contradictions that came up during the during the election season was the Mushin Gallery. Oh yeah. And and the Sun is like the now might even be a, a post in the Trump. But yeah. then he was showing a retrospective. His father was showing retrospective David Hammonds, yeah. and and it was like it was everyone was sort well, of losing I know, their mind. I know for a fact David wasn't happy about that show. Yeah. <laughs> But this is, I guess these are, I guess the contradictions that I think as, you know, people in the art world were sort of dealing with because, you know, I think there's a certain politics that a lot of people may agree with, but then there's like different layers that we really have no control over in some ways, or at least feel that way. We have so little, you know, we we have to act locally. That's why I see people, you know, trying to organize and I thought, no, you got to wait, you got to wait for something that happened, like Bannon happened. You know, you can't speculate. We've got to stop listening to false news on the left. And, the, you know, right. we, we can't control the right false news. We've got to stop putting yep. out these things or, or sharing them when they're just not real. They're not real. And that's a real problem with the Internet. We have Absolutely. to be journalists again. So now, in terms of what you think or what you've been seeing artists sort of reacting to right now in this kind and of current political... That. I've been asked that so many times. Artists are, are, are have to make their vision. The minute you try and make uh, protest illustrations, you look like an illustrator. You yeah. look like a jerk. 
You know, there are people that are poets like Jenny Holzer and Well, I'm not talking David about the Hammond. politics even. I'm oh. talking about some current things that you think are sort of bubbling up that you're noticing generally, not just even I'm election I'm noticing that related. the scab is getting pulled off of racism. Okay. And uh, and misogyny right now, and it's uh, and I think it's going to be a healthy thing, and it's going to take some healing, but there there's just so much pain involved in this this world that we're actually going to another layer of peeling the onion, but I feel like this is all going to be good. I think repression creates distortion, and that's what we just saw. This huge distortion. I believe what Barack says that the arc of history is tends towards justice. But it's very long. <laughs> it's a very big arc. It's, it is a little bit of a coming together because there's like a shared kind of horror. And I feel like people are really, you know, they'll see each other. You see each other on the street and it's not so much like, oh, are you going there? Are you doing this? It's more like, oh, my God, yeah. I'm so traumatized. And like, oh, my God. And yeah, like, we're getting together. How are you? You go, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to get through today. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas before you were fine. You were good. I'm good. Yeah. Now you're like, oh, my God, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused. You know, and that confusion, I think, is going to lead to people having more conversations like this, more actions, more activities. Also, you know, supporting each other in different ways. Like I something that's important to me is like people that I collaborate with, making sure that those artists who are working with me are getting paid really well. I mean, that's really important to me right now, you know, right. so that they can feel comfortable to take risks. Actually, the, the most positive thing I've heard in a while, helping people take risks. I love that. That's like how I'm going to get through today. Oh, wow, that's, that's wonderful. That's such an honor. <laughs> that's wonderful. I want to see if each of you have a question for the other person. Okay, I have curious. to ask her one question. Okay. Midwife? Uh, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm not a full midwife. I'm more, I learned how to be a doula more than anything. Have you done it? Yeah, oh yeah. God. Oh, my goodness. I saw... Uh, it's such you know what what's crazy now that I'm in your studio some of the images look and feel exactly like what it feels like to be in a room and see a woman giving birth really? I just realized that and the reason <laughs> well it's the orifices but it's also it's a very um, it's everything you put in your work it's kind of wet it's kind of hazy oh, yeah, even true. as someone right, right. even yeah, as someone layers, layers, layers. Yeah, even as someone who yeah. is not giving birth yeah. is someone watching just being in the room I've been in like attended water births and you know it's just like really um it's like a hazy kind of very trippy so she's multi-layered gorgeous. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of would love to end it you know, our conversation talking about something that you are passionate about, which is, you know, making sure that Planned Parenthood stays funded. They're going to defund it. It, You know, that's like promised. It's pretty dire. It's pretty dire. I don't know what they're going to do. They're trying to get their feet under them. And uh, but the beautiful thing is that all these donations have come in under uh, Vice President Pence's name. I think 20,000 in the last 14 days. Yeah, and I hope everyone does that for Christmas because they're going to need a lot of money to survive. For those of you who may not know, Marilyn Minter has been very involved with Planned Parenthood and tweets a lot about it and has been and is even wearing a button right now um, at this well, interview, I, I wish, which is great. I'll give you all buttons, but I wish I thought of it. I didn't. I saw it on the internet and I just started making the buttons. And it, the buttons say, don't fuck with us, don't fuck without us. <laughs> and then there's a Planned Parenthood, a PP. And I thought it's just so perfect, right? Yeah. 
I, you know, I'm not a spokesperson for Planned Parenthood, not officially at all. I just, I know that the first thing that I think they're going to try and do, the one thing, he's backed off of the wall, you know, he's yeah. backed off of, I mean, he's not going to be able to bring manufacturing back, but the one thing he has not backed off of is abortion rights. And being a feminist is really, uh, I think, equal pay for equal work and reproduction ownership of reproduction of your own body. That's the only, that's what I think feminism is. And I think that we can hopefully mass a lot of protests, huge protests, so that maybe we could even, you know, go on strikes. You know, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm going to do whatever it takes. So piggybacking on that, if there's something in the art world you could change now, what would it be? I'd like artists to support other artists. I'd like women collectors to start stepping the fuck up. And I like uh, women artists to support other women artists. Work as a team. Work as a team. The boys are able to do that, uh, you know, and then they, they try and kill each other off. As, but they get to the top. We have to get to the top. I think I'd like to have Marilyn have the last word on that. Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you both so much, Zyveria and Marilyn. And thank you for opening up your studio, Marilyn. My um, pleasure. Thank you, you, guys. Thank you. I'm Rog Vartanian, editor-in-chief and co-founder of Hyperallergic. Our executive producer and editor is Giselle Rigatau. Theme music is by Garen Geikian. And our publisher and co-founder is Vikan Geikian. Thanks for listening.